All right. Back in business. Ready to do the pod. Yep. What's up? Um, you know, I'm living. Yeah, same. Blood pressure hasn't been over, overly crazy, so yeah, that's good. that's good. That is it did bottom out the other day. Yeah. Questionable. Julie had to take her meds to I make it low. I took my meds to make it low, and then I made it too low. Yeah, so just, you know, it's a process to figure out. I haven't meds. taken it again, and I have to go back to the doctor in three to four weeks to, like, check in. Uh-huh. But I'm scared to take it again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Julie sends me a Snapchat while I'm working. She's like, hey, buddy, just me and my kids. So you're in, my, you're uh, responsible like, for I'm me. like, I'm going to take this medicine. I'm going to check in with you. And if I don't check in, call 911. I was like, Whitley's not going to be able to call 911. <laughs> or let somebody in the house. <laughs> so. I was like, got it. Um, update on the Old Crow episode. The Old Crow did, in fact, hear about um, the podcast. Oh, well, yeah. We're, like, very confident that she heard. Which, like... To be fair, I bet she listens to this shit every week. She loves us. My thing is I just want her to leave it all alone because, like, I really am fine. Like, I have done a lot of inner work with a few people that have done me wrong, and I really wish them well, and Crow is one of them. Like, regardless of what happened, what went down, I'm fine with being like, hey, I'm sorry that trip wasn't what you expected and you didn't have fun. Live your life I hope everything works yeah. out genuinely for the best, like straight up. But the problem is Crow keeps bringing shit up and um, fucking with my one friend, mm-hmm. and I don't play that game. Like, leave us all alone because, like, the only place that I've talked about her technically is Sorry here. if you can hear my dogs doing the tap dance routine in the background. Yeah, they're doing some tippy-tappies. Um, but, like, this is the only place I've ever talked about it. Still haven't given the identity. It's probably obvious. I'm aware. It was petty. But I needed to get it out because I felt like I was going to fucking explode. Yep. Especially when that live happened. Because when it got taken down, yep. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But, yeah. We're, like, 99% sure that she heard it. Um, if you're hearing this one, again, seriously, let's just, let's, just, let's just move on. But that means also leave you-know-who alone. Because you won't fuck with me because of my platform. Because you know it's a dumb idea. You're that smart. Stop fucking with the other person who just doesn't have a platform that you're scared of. Because that's not cool either. Because I'll defend that person on my platform. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't do with this mean girl bully shit. Because Ooh. we gave you the opportunity. Call us. Have a conversation. It's not going to be like three on one. Like I will talk to you just me and you. Like I'm not trying to like intimidate you. Interrogate you. Well, that's the problem is that it's been open for conversation. Yeah. But you don't want it. For you and the other person. Yeah. With Crow. Yeah. Not even at the same time. No. Just a conversation. We're not even in the same states. None and she wants to text and block before anybody gets a chance to like. Yeah. Which really pisses me Have a me conversation. Off. You want to talk about being a petty child. Do not text somebody and then immediately block them. Like if you want to have a conversation, it needs to be two-sided. Don't have one-sided conversations. No, 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 no. So, yeah, that was fun. But I really honestly just want to close those chapters because I just don't want to carry the baggage. Like, people have done me dirty, but you know what? That's life. Fuck them. People are going to do you dirty. Fuck it. Fuck them. And at the end of the day, whatever. Like, there's no, like, there was harm. There was foul. But I'm, I'm fine to move on. You know? I really, truly am. Like... As long as everyone can just leave me the hell alone, I'll leave everybody else the hell alone. I really don't want any issues. I really don't. Who's out here to teach people about cows? Yeah, I'm really just trying to have some cute cow content, y'all. That's it. 
That's all I'm trying to do. Bitch is making it difficult. Yeah. I just, you, you want, you really want the best of people. That's the problem. I, is like, this is where you and I differ. Yeah. Cause like I see people and I'm like, yeah, that's a great person. Like, I'm so excited. People have to like really prove themselves to Julie versus me. I'm just like, mm, you're a human. You should be good inherently. Mm. <laughs> and Julie's like, show me with like eight different like actions that you were a good person. I have a rubric. I need you to follow. Yeah. I will be grading harshly. There's harshly. no curve There's no in this curve. class. No curve. Yeah. That's where we definitely differ. I used gotten to go better. to parties. I would like take Lacey to parties where people, like I knew people. She didn't know anybody. Nope. Because I knew that people would come talk to me because Lacey was talking to them. She I'm a security blanket. And I didn't, I didn't go in a social setting in that aspect with like a large group of people to like a quote unquote party until last year friends of ours got married and Lacey couldn't go to the wedding and Caleb was in the wedding. I was not in the wedding. So I just had to hang out because the wedding was like an hour and 20 minutes away. Yeah. So I wasn't going to drive separately because I knew my husband was also going to get fucked up because they had a beer trailer. Yeah. A beer trailer, like a bush light on pep and a beer trailer. Yeah. And I had to go by myself. I had to be sober. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. I, I know, called she- Lacey the next day. I was like, you'd be so proud of me. She's like, I, I like had social. a really good time. I was so social. <laughs> of course, everybody else was drunk, so I had no worry of like judgment. And I don't genuinely don't worry about being judged. It's just I judge people so harshly, mm-hmm. silently, mm-hmm. that I just I just usually just need to like I need to watch you for like seven to ten business days, not in a weird way. Yeah, just to like catch the vibe. Yeah, because if I don't like the vibe, it's not worth me putting the effort in. Yeah. I, I've gotten better, but I still, unfortunately, am just like a golden retriever. I just try to see the best in everybody because I just, you know. Like a dog of the fucking vet today, bro. Like, I just inherently want people to just be good. I'm just hoping. That I mean, I good. want people to be good. Yeah. I just trust too easy. But I, like I said, I have gotten better because, like, I've taken less and less time to pick up on the bad vibes. And it just sucks in social media, too, because, like, it sucks that people will use you or try to take advantage of you. Like, it mm-hmm. does suck. Because I'm like in all honesty my like platform on tiktok it's a good size like i'm very grateful for it it has gotten brought me a lot of awesome opportunities but tiktok is also insanely saturated yeah like there are so many creators there are so many people with over 500k over a million like there are so many that like it's just not the same as like when instagram or like well like like youtube like having that kind of pool and it's just weird because like People assume, like, oh, if I make a video with Lacey, I will just get... Cloud chasing is so weird to me. It's so strange. And I maybe, like, it's different because I am, a, like, obviously a very different genre and niche. Right. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, people just assume that you're just going to get, like, 50,000 followers and, like, you know, from just this one video post together. And it's like, that's yeah. not how it works. Because no. especially, like... If we're in the same niche, we probably have similar following. And if we're not in the same niche, people are going to be like, why would I follow this cow There's no crossover there. Yeah. So, like, it's just a weird thing. Because Cloud I, chasing is just crazy to me because, like, if you're going to do it, don't, like, what's the point in trying to hide it? Yeah. Like, if it's obvious what you're doing, I would have, my, like, obviously I wouldn't want you to, like, do things for people so they can get followers. But, like, I'd have so much more respect for people if they were like, hey... I just need a few thousand followers like 
can we make a video together rather than acting like they're your friend Mm -hmm. talking shit about you behind your back yeah and then a situation like this coming up yeah well and that's the thing because like i have like creators who i consider like genuine friends and then i have creator friends who like we collaborate and i really do enjoy them like as people but we're just not that close you know but i don't think there's really anybody because i just don't see it that way because i know that like it doesn't mean like I'm going to just be pussy popping after, you know, like it was so funny to me when me and Christine like collaborated because everyone's like, oh my God, the collab we all needed, but never saw coming. And I'm like, we've been friends for two years. Yeah, Like she is one of my, like she is my first creator friend and she is like one of the best creator friends I have, like hands down. And it's so funny because people are always just so shocked when they see us like either um, conversing on social media or like when we do have our like like last year we had it and then she's hoping to come out soon again and it's always so funny because i'm like y'all we've been friends for a long time like listen it didn't shake anybody as much as it shook the lady that i work with that was so funny fucking loves christine i brought christine up the other day because um this woman's husband recently discovered burt kreischer Mm -hmm. and Lacey and i are going to a burt kreischer show in a couple weeks no next week sis jesus christ (laughs) next week and i was talking about it and she said her husband watched the new special and she's like it was so good Mm -hmm. and like she's somebody she's not a fan like she's not she's not like him but she like doesn't really know who he is outside of me talking about her yeah and she watched the cabin and she was like it was so good like it was so it was so funny and i was like i'm very excited i was like Lacey was talking to christine and christine had gone and seen it and said that it was really funny and it would really be worth the time. And she was like, Christine who? And I was like, Christine Snaps? She's like, I just always forget. Like, Lacey has cool friends like that. Like, it's just, she's so fucking funny. It is very wild. I just wild. need you to let Christine know that yeah. this woman that I work with mm-hmm. puts her on the same platform as Burt Kreischer and, like, levels of, like, comedy. That is the crazy thing, too. Because, like... That is absolutely bonkers that people, like, consider me famous. Like, that's weird to me. And not in a bad way. Like, I do understand that that is a thing that happens with people. Because, like, honestly... Because it just depends on who's, like, somebody... Like, because straight up, I would be more excited to see Jenna Marbles than most A-list celebrities. Mm -hmm. Just to hang out with her. Because, like, I just grew up watching her so much. And she's just... She is a person that I idolized and looked up to so much and you know this that and the other so like I do get it but it's just bonkers that I can be that for other people because I'm over here like I'm just a normal ass bitch just posting with my cows you know doing normal shit and then to see that I'm just like oh fuck okay but yeah it is funny when I have like quote unquote famous friends because uh I don't think I have a lot of other ones I feel like Christine's probably the coolest and most well-known one because like everyone saw that cactus video yeah colleges. <laughs> i say that and this is no like it's a tick i mean no disrespect to anybody that has ticks but i literally say that like a tick yeah botanicologist <laughs> i'll just be in my head sometimes yeah no i get it but yeah it is very funny because like and then me and christine hung out in chicago um like and didn't post about it nothing and it's just like i'm like because yeah, we're you want to know how we know well not we you want to know how i know that it's a genuine friendship it's because Lacey only has two pinned conversations in her text messages okay <laughs> and that is me and christine yep now with those two i don't know if anybody knows this but like with the iphone their little profile picture whatever you set their profile picture to shows up 
The one of me is from, I don't know, three, four years ago when we went as two chains for... She was trying to put the mouth guard on the grill. We got grills. We got fake-ass grills from Spirit Halloween, you know, the flimsy shits. And I was trying to put them in and pull my lip down like all the cool rappers do. And I look like an absolute imbecile. And that's that's my profile picture. And then the Christine's is like semi-normal. It was just her when she did the clip on things. Yeah. Well, because I joked with her because she redid like, I think and it was she like her, second grade yeah, or her like her photo. younger photos. But she that's originally, I think, why she got the clip mm-hmm. in bangs. Um, and when she posted that video, it made me die. And so I texted her jokingly and was like, I really want to put that picture of you as my screensaver or like as your like profile, like picture on in my phone and she just sent it and was like do it <laughs> and i did and I i'm glad changed. she had a choice <laughs> because i look like an absolute idiot well i was thinking of who i wanted to pin because like for some reason for me it was like people you talked to most it was more about. ridiculous of, but you know how my anxiety is picking favorites like i would have had a heyday like actual like aneurysm trying to pick a top eight on my space <laughs> I would have had to like write people letters of like why their ranking was where it was. A rubric? Yeah. And so I was like, I mean, I text my parents, but I really don't need to, like, I don't text them that often. So, like, I don't know if they need to be pinned. And then I'm like, I text Emily and Kaylee, like, maybe I should pin them. And I was like, obviously, Julie, because, like, I, Julie's probably the person I text the most. But then I was like, I mean, Christine text a lot because we just talk and complain about social media. So I was like, I'll pin Christine. And then it, that's it. <laughs> Listen, mine's in order of importance, like in an emergency situation, because no one's checking your ice anymore, okay? No one wants to see your emergency contact. And um, so mine is literally in this order, and it is a particular order of people. I need somebody to contact if something happens to me, okay? Got it. It's Caleb. Yeah. My mom. Yep. You. Yep. My mom and my sister in the family group chat. Yeah. My sister. Yep. And then Kayla's mom. <laughs> nice. Specific order. It's a very specific order, just so we're clear. Yeah. Got it. My mother-in-law's not at the back because she's bad. She's just, I need my mom. Yeah, that is very fair. Yeah, I don't know. I just... The pen conversations are nice, though. I like that feature. It is. And it also does make you feel a little special when you find out you're somebody's pen. Because I saw that I was Kaylee's, one of Kaylee's mm-hmm. pinned ones, and I was like, hmm. Well, because, like... If you have your phone number and like different things, and they send you promotional texts and stuff, yeah, because I had I get a lot of those yeah, because get, of like all yeah. the hair stuff that I'm in, um, like conversations get buried even yeah. if I text that person every day. Sometimes I get six or seven of those text messages. Oh my a day. god, yeah, I get some weird spam and shit too. And it's nice to just have them, yeah, because right I didn't there. have it for the longest time, and then finally I was like, all right, screw it, I'm gonna pin a couple people, and then literally the only people I've pinned is still just Julie and Christine, the important people, the important peeps. That's fine. That's all you need, you know? Because Christine and I will just send voice memos back and forth, or it'll be, do you have time to call? And then it's just us bitching about something. Because it is just so nice to have somebody who does the same job to be able to just bitch about. Because it is a very weird job. And, like, you know, you don't want to have a Michaela situation where you complain about it on the internet. Because it's very different. Like, not complaining that it's, like, actual hard labor. It's just weird. It's just a weird job. It's an emotional mental thing yeah I think. it's a very weird job well yeah because there's no 
there's not a lot set way to do it yeah there's no like, and you know because like because well, that's agenda. what me and christine have talked about as well because like you know in most jobs like obviously there's very different but for the most like the standard job that you're thinking of as a nine to five you go into the workplace and you have co-workers who even if you don't become besties a lot of times you complain or you talk to them and have mm-hmm. rapport they know what you're going through because you guys all do the same job, blah, 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 blah. But, like, on social media, you don't really have that. Right. So I think that's been, in like, an essential thing is just having a f- couple friends that you can go to and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? What's this about? And me and Christine will do the same thing. Or, like, she'll send me something when she's like, hey, this was informational for me. And then I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, hey, I found this app that is blah, blah, blah. And we just, you Well, know. like, it's different with social media because there's no, there's nobody telling you how to do it. No. Because even if you look at people that made it on Vine, you had to you have to do it differently now than yeah. you did when you did on Vine. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's all the basic thing. Like, if this is your full time job, you need views, you need interactions with people. But like, how you do it and what you do with it mm-hmm. is all up to you. Yeah, yeah, it's very different, and it's just it's a very there's no college course. I mean, there probably is now, but yeah. like, there's no college courses for being on the internet. No, it's definitely not. And I think that it's just hard. And like, because I think. This might have been something that I was going to talk about a while ago and forgot, but I finally had like kind of a weird epiphany moment because me and Christine were having this conversation and what did you say? Epiphany. You said epiphany. Oh, sorry. I really wanted to emphasize that E baby. Epiphany. Uh, epiphany the other day. <laughs> um, But we were talking about kind of just how you can get like influencer FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized because you know it, you always saw like the pipeline of influencers like flexing quote unquote yeah. to people like I feel like Jake Paul is always a good example because like he has a very impressionable younger audience mm-hmm. but he was always like flexing that he had these Lamborghinis and like f- like flexing his money or just like and it doesn't even have to be young kids it's like people who have you know your audience are very regular people that work like regular jobs or are probably struggling so like it's very like backhanded to just like flex your stuff I'm gonna tell you right now I don't know this for fact this is my own opinion but just from being an influencer like I am like I have to accept it sometimes every time I'm like you know I guess I am no I am one that's okay it's not a bad word it's it's who the influencer is that makes them a shit or not um we are flexing for each other because you want to show that you're successful. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Because I see other influencers, and I hate this about myself, but I'm going to admit it in case other influencers are, are listening and maybe don't want to feel alone. I think I'm a very confident person. I think I'm very happy with where I am, and I know that in my core. But I will look, and I will see somebody on a brand trip, or I will see somebody make doing like a really cool brand deal, or I will see somebody doing something that like maybe I think would be cool, like going to the Super Bowl, going to the Grammy, something like that. And I will look. 500,000 followers and I'm like what am I doing wrong what should I be doing different how should I be doing this blah, 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 blah. you know because then I immediately compare myself well I have more followers why am I not getting to go to these things but then I'm like Lacey would you go fuck no I just want to be invited and that's so fucking horrible <laughs> but like me and Christine literally were talking about swag that bag. because she was saying the same thing Christine's like I don't want to fucking go to the Grammys could you imagine me at the Grammys I was like I mean we have, we've already agreed that we're just gonna have to be each other's plus ones for shit like that because I almost took her to Vegas and I was like because it's not my scene like I'm a feral cow bitch I can't leave the farm for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. be doing shit like that but you also just want to make sure you're doing it right because that's the thing you see these other influencers you don't want to miss the opportunities and then you worry about like okay am I not like making a bag that much because I see influencers who started influencing full-time at like 200k followers Mm -hmm. and they don't have a business like I do and I'm like what the fuck are you doing 
They're probably uh, grasping on to other people. Like I was like, wow, the fuck. And, or like you'll see them like I see people that like technically would be quote unquote like you know may may not have the following I do and whatever and like I'm not comparing in a negative way at all but you just that that is like that'd be no different than like almost comparing salaries with somebody you work with you know yeah. and I see them you know going on these trips or stuff like that and I'm like dude I do not have the funds to be doing this no. I mean I have to remember that I have pet cows I pay for and that's very fucking expensive. right if you took back the five thousand dollars you spend each month on your cows at inventory you'd be <laughs> you'd be fucking rolling in it but then you'd have no content yeah and so it's just like it is like unfortunately I think influencers are flexing on each other because we all want to think that we're the best influencer but I never want to do that because I like being a regular person but then the only problem is I feel like I really just I really want people to understand like I don't have like I think part of the flexing because obviously I don't have this issue (laughs) but I think part of the flexing is that need to feel like you're breaking the glass ceiling and being the first to do it yeah because since there is no writer you know what I mean there's no like laid out way there's no classes or courses yeah if you're the first one to do something you're getting views for it yeah the first one to do something you're getting clout for it so I think a lot of that is probably like hey Mm -hmm. it's what i'm doing yeah and so it it is hard though like it's extremely difficult to not compare yourself we also as a society care more and more about what other people are doing Mm -hmm. than you know i'm not gonna say it like on the 50s it was so much better but like people kept their shit to themselves yeah it was uh, we are just such a social we are so social as humans now like 10 years ago it would be so fucking offensive to ask somebody who they voted for and how much they make yeah and now it's normal conversation yeah it's crazy yeah you have your entire you know everything's laid out yeah which like isn't always a terrible thing it's not necessarily bad it's just hard though because then i feel like like i said like i think that's what makes it hard for people to not be real people on the internet mm-hmm. because i talked about it when i made that 10 minute tiktok talking about when after cersei passed i was like i think that influencers celebrify themselves because they don't want to be like I have people that DM me like we're besties and sometimes it's super weird and uncomfortable because that's the thing is like you'll be like uh people will be like oh don't let the hate get to you and I'm like hate doesn't fucking get to me that's sad pathetic people I fucking laugh when somebody Mm -hmm. tries to be hateful on my page but what I don't like is when people who follow me and support me don't understand boundaries that I have firmly put in place Chris Stefano was just talking on the about (laughs) that I love Chris Stefano he was just talking about this on two bears one cave he literally could because he started this weight loss journey Mm -hmm. but he like combined it with a mental wellness journey yeah because he said he was in a really like weird not like a dark place he was just in a weird place yeah and he hired somebody obviously it's different for you because like social media is your gig but like he hired somebody to take care of all of his social medias and like he doesn't have any of the passwords he has no access to it yeah but he knows that for his business for his you know comedy and stuff he needs to have a social media platform yeah and he had some kind of issue and because he did it was his account but he didn't have any information for it he and the guy that runs his account had to call instagram and like try to get into his account and he was like you know it's the guy from instagram was like i'm really glad to see you have somebody taking care of your shit and he was like what do you mean and he's like we're doing studies right now like they're actively doing studies on the effects of positive engagement and mental health because people get all this positive engagement people um like you said that they deeming like your best friends Mm -hmm. that weighs on you as a person because you're feeling like you have to upkeep or you owe these people or 
um, you know, these people's happiness comes from you. And they're doing studies on how that wears on you more than the negative comments. Because the negative comments, like like you said, is like whatever. Yeah. But like you feel... Like the amount of people who send you their GoFundMes. Yeah. And they just expect that I should just you have feel to share obligated every single one. To like say something back. Yeah. Or like share something well that's why i a long time ago well not like a long time ago because obviously i haven't been doing internet stuff that long but like i burned myself because in the beginning i was like i want to be that influencer that answers every dm and i did in the beginning on instagram Mm -hmm. and then i realized people had access to me 24 7 and you can facetime call like essentially video call on instagram and i would have people instagram call me constantly 3 a.m midnight didn't matter and so i went through and i deleted all those conversations and now i hardly ever answer a dm and it's not because i want to be a dick it's not because i don't want to talk to people Mm -hmm. it's because people don't understand boundaries there are some people who i have had a dm like conversation with and they have left it alone and then moved on and that is like healthy that is what i can handle but like i cannot upkeep conversation because people will start to text you constantly like your besties yeah or like people will be open about their mental health and then I feel like that's my responsibility now. Right. And so like it is just there's well, so Well they're doing many, studies on it right now. Yeah. There's just so many facets of it and that's what people don't comprehend because like I will always be a real person but I feel like I have to go the extra mile to be like I'm a real person but we still have to have these boundaries mm-hmm. because when an influencer makes themselves seem like a celebrity, then they seem quote unquote untouchable. You know, yeah. they live in the gated community in LA. They've done these things. They drive the nice cars. Their heads cars. in the clouds. They don't understand what it's like to be a real person. And yeah, but like I can't and would never want to right. do that, let alone actually do it. So then people are like, oh, it's just Lacey, which is like fair. But yeah, and then it's people that I actually know in real life that are problems my freaking brother was telling people that they could drive by because they were his friends and went to high school with him because it was cool that his little sister does the internet and i'm like brad this is where me and my our parents live yeah don't just let people be driving by my personal home this is my house and or people from around our town that were just like oh yeah i know Lacey. i went to high school with her like you can probably go to her no you can't that person didn't even go to high school with us no (laughs) They didn't. <laughs> that was wild. Um, That's small town entitlement. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. And it's just, it's so weird because no one talks about it. And then, like, that's why people share their GoFundMes and they're like, It's you uncomfortable know, to talk about. That's why no one wants yeah, to talk about it. Because then you uh, you don't want to seem like a dick, but, like, people share their GoFundMes. And I'm like, I don't have, like, if I had money like you think all influencers had, do you think I'd still be living with my parents? I'm t- oh, 26. <laughs> Like, it's not like that. I don't have. I don't get twenty thousand dollars a month from TikTok and fifteen thousand dollars a month from this. Like, the most money I make is from the business that I run fully mm-hmm. and take care of. Like, that's it. And so it's just like it just gets exhausting to just be like, "Hey, I'm a real person," and they're like, "Oh, I know," and that's why we love you. And I'm like, "Well, then talk to me. Respect like, me like you love me. Yeah, like talk to me like a normal person, but a normal stranger because I'm not your friend, unfortunately." Because I do not know you. You know me. It's a one-sided thing. Yeah. And it's very hard for people. And I get it. Like, I was the same way. Like, I grew up in high school. There was influencers that I really enjoyed. I was making thirst trap videos on Vine for Tyler Mize every fucking day. Sometimes three times a day. But at the end of the day, like, 
it's just a whole different ballpark that people don't understand and I think that's why some not all because some influence some people are just miserable like that's my favorite thing this is gonna like this I do not mean in a cocky way but it is just very funny because my favorite thing when I'm around somebody and then they're, they're just like yeah I've had a few videos blow up and like they'll talk about like that they're just hot shit and I'll be like oh that's cool like how many followers do you have on or TikTok or I usually don't have to ask because they'll be like yeah I've got like 150k and I'm like Mm-hmm. and they'll be like you should go follow me and I'm like okay this is mine and then they're like Ugh. <laughs> and it's like stop acting like you're hot shit no like it's really don't do that we're all human beings and like literally TikTok's up in the air at the fucking current moment like yeah. it could all go in a different direction so like that's why I wanted to build a business and all that other stuff to be sustainable because like who fucking knows what happens in the world but like so that's like there are people who are entitled little shit stains they get a few followers and think they're pussy popping but there's also people that i think just like end up making themselves seem more like a celebrity so that people don't, they don't have to worry about it yeah so that people will at least like not treat them weird. it comes down to that is it worth it to come off as a dick to some people to have your personal boundaries mm-hmm upheld which like i've already been told by other people because that one person dm me and was like i'm unfollowing you because you obviously don't care about us since you don't answer your dms and it's like okay fuck off i'm not gonna and like they're like the dms are questions that i've already answered like because i had this conversation because like it does get overwhelming sometimes because like, also like if you're messing that's what i don't if you're gonna message somebody that you idolize and that you watch every day and this that and the other and just say hey really love your content love you you helped me through this da, 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 da. i don't think that warrants a dm back you know what i mean yeah i don't think that requires no like this person i think i'm like 99 percent sure they had asked what rap i use for doja and like i have so many tutorials and i have so many videos where i have said where i got the rap mm-hmm. and in the comments you just have to look and this is actually something i can't remember if i told mandy or christine but i was like it gets overwhelming when you get a lot of the same questions and you feel like you constantly have to follow up but the bottom line is i don't care if you do not want to go to if like if you just want to consume the content right in front of you that's fine but then be okay with that's all you get to you're know you're not entitled to questions because if you go to my page I have three pin videos that answer a lot of questions for people. You can see videos where I rap Doja numerous times, where I do tutorials, where I tell you where the rap is. So it's mind boggling because it's like, I don't expect you. You don't have to go to cross platforms. You don't have to do all these things. I'm not expecting that. But then you should not expect any more information than what you're given if that's all you're willing to get. If all you're willing to do is see the 30 second video that's in front of your face and not do any other research, Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. But then be okay with that 30 seconds and just go on with your questions unanswered. Because that's the biggest annoyance when it comes to, like, people not wanting to go on different platforms and stuff. But then the amount of people who, if TikTok did go away, would be like, oh, I just can't find Lacey anywhere. And it's like, dude, it was right there. My username's literally the same everywhere. Like, it's not that hard. But, you know, because there's people who like literally dm me or like message my business page and they will not support me unless they know a i don't know how many times i have to spell it out for people that pet cows equals that i don't eat them i don't know what other ways i have to explain that because i don't call it a sanctuary because it's not a sanctuary right i did not rescue these cows they were born and raised here for funsies 
I will not call it a sanctuary ever because I don't want the connotations that come with it. I made a mistake in the past of using that word. I wish I would have taken it back. I can't. But I, I've never called it that. I just said I might become that. Um, but that's not what I'm ever going to be because sanctuary to people equals 5013C and they get to come out and that's not happening. Um, but like people will literally like get mad that I eat beef and like, I'm like, do you check? Why am I held to a different standard because I have cows? Are you checking every single influencer to see what their dietary looks like? What, what their fucking food is that they're consuming? Like, what the actual hell? That's why I make people go to YouTube to listen to that. Not because I'm trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes, but because I want you to understand that I support the beef industry and the ethical sourcing of beef. Like, we source all of our beef from small hobby farms. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, big beef is a problem, but guess why it's a problem? Because no one will fucking do it. That's why. That's the biggest reason why I get so frustrated is because like, yeah, you can sit there on your high horse who only shops at a grocery store and get so pissed that farmers are ruining this ground and ruining this land. But like less than 2% of people are feeding 8 billion people. Mm -hmm. They have to do it big. There's no other fucking option. If you wanted to get a couple cows, a couple chickens and do it like grandpappy did back in the fucking early 20s, then yeah. We could be better for the planet. It's way more expensive than what it used to be. Yeah. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only way to get rid of big farms. That's the only way to be able to have that stigma about big farms. In my opinion. Yeah. Do it yourself or get the fuck over it. Yeah. Because that's what pisses me off. And then they'll be like, well, they're abusive. Why in the fuck would somebody do one of the most difficult jobs for less money than any easy... You could straight up... I'm telling you this with my whole fucking chest because I saw the sign at Bucky's. You would make more money at Bucky's doing that job than running a full fucking cattle yep, operation. Yep, 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 yep. 100%. And it would be less work by fucking You make more money thousand. at Bucky's than running any kind of farming operation, yes. honestly. The only reason people do it is because they have a passion for it and they love the animals. Just because you eat animals doesn't mean you can't love them. That's not a thing. No. And guess what? Abused, neglected, mistreated animals do not produce for you. No. You will not get the same yields if you beat the shit out of your cows or you don't feed them well. I don't understand why people think. Well, anybody who's in like a meat and market industry has a, it's the respect for the animal. Like respecting it while it's alive respecting it after it's dead like Mm -hmm. respecting the fact that it's going to feed you and a bunch of other people Mm -hmm. that's what that's the perspective these people are looking at it from it's not it's so it just boils my blood because it's literally the hypocrisy of being like i only go to the grocery store and i don't even know where my food comes from good for fucking you but like because that's the thing is like people will literally comment like oh you're gonna just take those babies away it's like you can't even tell the difference between a beef and a dairy cow and you're gonna try to educate me on my industry you're gonna try to tell me how my industry is ran anytime a video pops up my for you page and there's dairy cows in it i always read the comments to give myself a good giggle you're just gonna eat it like no bitch i'm gonna fucking milk it it's so crazy and like because i was telling i can't remember who i was telling the other day but i was like the craziest thing to me is because like i love education but animal activists come in like Mm -hmm. fucking assholes Mm -hmm. and i do not have the time i'm not Mm -mm. i'm not getting anywhere with you i'm not educating you you're just being a dick i'm gonna block you but the amount of like if you knew just a little bit about the ag industry you could take one look at my operation from one video and know immediately it's not a feedlot you could look at my cows and realize that those are brood cows that would not get eaten. Yep. 
you could just, it's so fucking easy to look at my cows. Now you wouldn't know that they're pets right off the bat. You would be confused by that. You would think probably it's a cow calf or show calf because my cows do look very good. Mm -hmm. You would probably like anybody who knows a fraction about cows would probably think that I was either a cow calf operation or they think that I was a show calf operation, which isn't completely off topic. Like it's not, we just don't make money. And the amount of people who will comment on videos of like snow and be like, "Mm, she's tasty. I'm like, no, she's fucking not. It would actually be one of the worst things you ever tasted in your life. It would actually life. be terrible quality beef, but pop off. Good luck fucking cutting it. Or like people will be like, oh, it's just so sad you're going to eat them. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Dude, we talked about it before. Fucking pita and that fucking advertisement with the bloody fucking lamp. This is where your wool coat comes from. No, no bitch. Doesn't. We're fucking shearing it. We're giving it a fucking haircut. Yeah. For the sake of the sheep. Yeah. It's good for the sheep to cut the, cut the wool. Yeah. You wouldn't want to wear that shit around. Dude, if we didn't shear sheep, they'd be fucking miserable. And they'd, 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 they'd have, have the strokes. shortest life expectancy ever. Yeah, they'd have heat strokes. Absolutely not. It's just people not educating themselves. They just believe one thing and then they just are brainwashed and run with it. And then people just treat other people like shit. need to understand that. Because I, I will fucking die on the, on the I hate PETA hill. I oh swear to God, God I'll same. fucking die there. Same. Because PETA... None of the money goes to animals. I think originally, Petey was probably in the right place about wanting to get rid of, like, the neglectful places. Mm-hmm. But it has spiraled into this big thing. And just stupid shit, like the lamb thing or the um, Chipotle. Chipotle was one of the biggest, like... There, hold on. This is my favorite thing to talk about because this is the biggest reason why I don't eat a Chipotle. So Chipotle had this big thing because, fun fact... Our beef in the U.S. has to go through the most USDA and F, like yes. all the regulations. It has to be. The, it gets the, checked so many. It times. gets checked so much. So what we do as a country, and that's goes that's across the board for like all of our all crops, all of our crops too. Yeah. So what we do as a country is we actually export and sell it, and then we import cheaper shit. Okay, so Chipotle tried to fool the uh, entire population and say that they were getting grass fed, you know, good beef from Australia because U.S. beef is shit. And then they had fucking E. coli breakouts left and right. You know why? Because Australian beef doesn't have the same fucking regulations that U.S. beef has. Um, Chipotle also ran a fucking it wasn't a very long ad um, campaign, but it was basically about how um, these mom and pop farms which in retrospect the mom and pop farms that are like selling in large enough quantities to like add to the produce market yeah are not mom and pop farms anymore they're pretty substantial farms yeah but it was basically that the small time farmer was the bad guy and that we should only be eating food from factory setting farms they ran that campaign and i remember the commercial because it was everything coming off, like, out of the field on a conveyor belt and into the Chipotle bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, telling, like trying, trying to convince people that just because it wasn't a multi-million dollar operation, that it wasn't getting regulated. Like, no, bitch. If we're going to eat it, it's, it's got to be fucking regulated. Yeah. The only way it's not regulated is, is you if go you to pick somebody. it from your backyard yeah. or you buy it from a roadside stand. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little bit of my uh, SPF in my eye. That's why I'm struggling over here, so don't mind okay, me. okay, I got fucking Carmex in my eye earlier. I thought I was going to fucking die. Oh, I was dying yeah. silently. Hell yeah, I love that I did that, that a lot lately. But I think the problem with PETA, other than the fact that they're extremely radical and... And none of their money goes towards the animals. That's what literally just yeah. boils my fucking blood. Same with the ASBCA. People the like... PETA, like um, PETA and ASBA, their CEOs are billionaires. Right. And they shouldn't be. They're billionaires. Should not be. 
Anybody who gives a fuck about animals will not be a billionaire. Farmers are not billionaires. Unless it's like, no, not even billion though. They might be, there's some farmers that die millionaires for sure. Like die millionaires though. Like they're not that at 20. Um, But like, Pete, like anybody who loves animals that much should not be a billionaire if that's what your stance is. Because if your salary is enough for you to be a billionaire, why is that money not going back into rescuing I'm telling you, that's resourcing. why I'll never be fucking rich. And that's okay. Like I would never have fuck you money. Because like if I had a billion dollars, I would have so many animals and so many people like that I paid good pa- salaries just to like, you know. I'm going to say this and it's going to hurt feelings. For me? No, not Okay. You. I was going to say. I don't fucking care. PETA grabs the attention of stupid people. People, impressionable people yeah people stupid people and i tried to make it nice people, more pc it's the same thing about people not wanting to go and look for information and videos they see the 30 seconds of content they see the fucking ad oh my god every fucking farm is terrible mm-hmm. every fucking farm is terrible every farm is like that yep and i'm gonna take it upon myself to let every farmer i see no know that they're a fucking horrible person and they're mistreating animals and this that and the other yeah like yes i've seen the videos of the operations yeah some people are shitty like but here's the thing is those videos weren't produced by PETA. no those were fda officers yeah and usda of showing you what not to do because they were undercover because they knew that that was going on and they needed the proof to shut it down yeah and PETA sourced those videos Mm -hmm. and PETA is also if you see a video and you can see miles and miles and miles of cattle ahead of you just like stacked the fuck up that's not your small town farm no it's not no if you see four thousand piglets that's not that's not your farm down the road no Mm -mm. none of these situations have been on these mom and pop farms no hobby farms but and that's the thing that kills me because then people are like you know people be like oh yeah no hobby farms aren't the problem it's the big farms and i'm like no you know who has to be regulated it has to the have big, farm. big farms you know who doesn't have to be regulated the hobby farms. farms right because they're not they have to be regulated to sell yeah or like not even that though but like there are some places like there's one guy not too far from here that has a feed lot and he's like smaller because he does like organic and so he is smaller he only has like one like bay of mm-hmm. like steers that he feeds out but like if you have a factory farm is what they like to call it which like is just a large operation mm-hmm. you have regulations rules to follow you, you can have in to check your you shit. have people coming in to check you have cameras set up there are regulations out the wazoo that you have to follow now was this always in place no mm-hmm. there's been a lot of stuff done recently yes 30 i don't know if 30 is an accurate number but like 40 50 years ago animals were not treated well no we know this and it's awful and it's unfortunate and I hate to know that but it is the it is the reality but there's been so much done prior there's been so much done in the like to keep things efficient they have things down to a science of just knowing animal psychology to making sure that the whole like days leading up to slaughter that they're not stressed yeah. like they have studied animal behavior of like what ways they like to travel yep. what things affect them what if you don't know is who Temple Grandin is oh my god I love Temple you Grandin you shouldn't get to have an opinion on anything that's why I always tell people, I'm like, look up Temple Grandin. And then they she don't. She has a very, it's a very sad movie. It's not sad. It's just kind of crazy 
And it starts with her, like, being really young and how, like, people knew she was different. They just mm-hmm. didn't know what was wrong with her. Because, honestly, when she was a kid, we didn't know what autism was. No. They were just weird. Yeah. They just They're always backwards. deemed them weird. Yep. They're backwards. Yeah. There's something wrong with them. They're fucking crazy. And it's, like, it plays through because, you know, she's told people, like, how she thinks, how she comes yeah. up with these things and whatever. And it's, like, it puts on the screen how she configures everything and, her like, how she sees it in her head. And it's really cool, but it's also really sad because she got a lot. It was, like, very much, she's just weird. She's yeah. off. Yeah. And they sent her away. Her parents sent her away. It's terrible. And, like, honestly, the, if not for her, like, we wouldn't have the regulations that we have. No, like, she really did a lot with animal psychology. Like, she actually, so for my, um, ag, I got to meet her and have dinner with her. And that was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, I dropped up. out before I got to do that. Huh? Oh, yeah. But, because they only picked a couple kids, and I was one of them, luckily. And, um it was just a really cool experience but then it was also because like she has a lot of videos i think they're even on youtube Mm -hmm. where she just goes through and shows like the ethical things that she has put in place from her studies of and they're very short sweet and to the point yeah but like they go through every single slaughter and how it's broken down and how they set it up to where the animals are not stressed and it's actually how i plan on setting up my next corral is based a lot on that science because it just Mm -hmm. it works it just it makes sense. like down to the amount of lighting you should have in Mm -hmm. a shoot or a run mm-hmm. or a corral like she's literally she she it's like she thinks from the perspective and she really does from the perspective of the animal and what yeah. makes them comfortable most uncomfortable yeah but like i don't know the whole pita thing just stresses me out it is there's just so many things that aggravate me because like i said it just because you want to shake people you just want to be do. like seriously like i really do because i'm like why do you think somebody would spend so much time energy and money working an incredibly because like i don't like people always ask me like how i do what i do and stuff and like my job like the cattle aspect of my job is not that hard because my cows are pets no. like I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. and feeding twice a day, milking twice a day, or anything crazy. Like, calving season gets a little hectic sometimes because I got a lot going on. But for the most part, I spend about an hour and a half a day feeding and checking my cows, and that's it. Straight up. Like, I'll be honest. I spend about an hour and a half a day doing all the cattle aspect only. Not filming and stuff, but, like, just the cattle, making sure that all my cows are fed, watered, taken care of. It takes about an hour and a half. That's it for, like, right now. Unless anything comes up. And so I don't have that same stream as, but I'm talking like if it's a feedlot or a milk, like whatever production, you're telling me that someone is deciding to spend the most upfront to start a small feedlot operation, a couple million dollars easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. And that's a small operation if you wanted to just start that. Same with the dairy operation, insane money going into it. Um, so to start it up, to run it, one of the hardest jobs you'll do, one of the most taxing jobs you'll ever do, suicide rates for farmers are higher than so high. most jobs. Um, it's up there and like, I think it's the top 10, but I don't want to say that it's too much confidence because I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say it's up there in the top 10. Um, but well, it's a very unpredictable profession. It is. And you know, like- And when recessions hit, yo, they hit farmers fucking hard. Yeah. So, like, you have all the mental strain, you have physical strain, you have the strain economically because prices go up and down. So, you have times where you'll be doing good and then you'll be times when you're scraping. Yep. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm getting to all these things. And then you think they're doing it because they, what, want to abuse animals? Or because, yep. like, it's not for the money. Because, like I said, you could find a job way, way easier, um, less straining, less taxing, and make more money. You wouldn't have the same overhead. You wouldn't have the same stress. And you wouldn't have to deal with all of those other things. But they do it because they have a passion for agriculture. And they don't want to see it die. 
That's what it is. That's what those people are. And they know that people have to get fed somehow. Like, and like I said, I do mean it. I'm so fucking serious. If you were out there not feeding your animals well or treating them poorly, they're not going to produce for you. Cows, the happy cows produce more milk. It is literally scientific. Right. Like happy it's, it's, cows, they've, they've studied cows. Yes, happy cows produce more milk. Content cattle, because when you're in stress, think of this. That's why they call it laughing cow cheese. Yeah. Because cows happy, happy cows come from California. That's what they, that's like, that yeah. was their slogan. Um, because if you like if you think about if because obviously milk is a big thing but like then if you think about the meat side if your yeah, body it says farmers are twice as likely as any other occupation to die by suicide yeah i knew it was it's crazy um but like when you are taking care of those animals and everything obviously that stress is there but like i just your child is giggling and it's kind of creepy because yeah, she's supposed to weird. be asleep she was asleep <laughs> just wakes up laughs a bit well she thinks our podcast is fun that's good yeah she thinks the suicide is fun shut up but like seriously it's just it it just i know this obviously is a very different podcast episode but it's honestly nice to talk about these kind of things because like it just blows my mind because i'm like why would you think oh because i was going like if you think fight or flight mode when your body if you're in a constant state of stress and your cortisol levels are high you are not doing well you are not healthy you probably gain like fat weight or like you know like the- well that's why the whole like low stress thing up until like the date of slaughter mm-hmm. makes the meat tougher because mm-hmm. the cortisol lever mm-hmm. levers levels the levers i got you pull the pull lever crunk. but like that seriously is like just the, the i just, just wish people would see the things that peter were doing and do like five minutes of their own research yes or like that's what i'm saying like people always be like because even people will try to be like well like, like i worked on a farm and i'm like i don't care i visited several and i have a degree in animal science there's one in indiana and i cannot is it biotown dairy... no biotown ag because no. that's a feedlot that runs off of is it a dairy no because this one's a dairy operation um it's middle of nowhere mm-hmm. their farm is open to the public but strictly from an educational standpoint uh-huh. and they honestly don't make that much money off of people coming in they're just doing it simply to let the person who wouldn't have any like opportunity or idea go and see how it's done and it is there's a huge holding barn where these cows just sit and they get fed they go through all the sprays they have um, one of the really cool carousel milkers mm-hmm. those things are dope um and it's it's all about they have people that walk you through the whole thing mm-hmm. um what i thought was really cool is not all their barns that they have there's at least two or three offices that overlook the whole thing that people actually work in all day long mm-hmm. so they can watch the cows all day long yeah and look for signs of like Any illness yeah. or you know yeah. lameness something like that but i just remember it was such a good experience because my grandparents um ran a dairy cattle operation for like a long time like a long ass time mm-hmm. and like we were talking about the whole like recessions hit farmers hard like having to get out of something like that is really hard for people when mm-hmm. they've been doing it for so long but it was cool to see it on a bigger aspect and just to be able they walk you through and they tell you and they go into the temple grain and thing they tell you the carousel milkers nice because when they're moving they're less stressed because mm-hmm. they don't have time to think about what's going on also dairy cows have no reason to be stressed they're fucking eating the whole fucking time yeah 
You know what I mean? Dairy cows really honestly do live like some of them. They live a leisure life. life. Like straight up. That's why they always look so chill and docile because like they just literally have no fucking worries. Straight up. I know that sounds silly and it sounds like me just promoting ag, which I'm a part of, but like they're literally always eating or just like, and cause like that's the thing that some people get on. Dairy animals of any kind. Dairy goes the same way. Have no worries. But like, cause a lot of people will be like, well, I just like, don't they want to run? No. Cows fucking don't want to run. Like, my cows will get zoomies randomly. They'll they'll get a little hair up their ass where they'll want to get a little zoomie. But if you put cows in a barn that is clean with constant food in front Listen, of them and they get a little bit of exercise, they are happy as fuck. I feel like any species, once it hits a certain age, it's not running anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, your calves get the calf zoomies. Yeah. But then they grow up and they're like, that's a lot like of weight I, to throw yeah, around. Like I said, there's, there's every now and then my cows will get some zoomies if there's like... Uh, really nice weather after a bunch of shitty weather or if like cows get reintroduced to each other they'll like play fight also like cows are only in a milking chute or on a carousel for like 15 minutes yeah twice a day that's 15 minutes in the morning when they're eating yep and 15 minutes at night when they're eating and they eat a lot because they have to produce milk and they go out to the pasture yeah and they eat hay and they eat grass yep and they come back in and they eat more feet they're constantly eating yeah yeah they're constantly eating yeah. And they're well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And like growing up in that environment, it is extremely hard. But it's also like, it's good to see how it affects somebody's mental like health when something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. Because it just fuels that need to like continue to advocate and make sure people know that farmers aren't bad people. Like there, I'm sure there are bad people that farm, but yeah. like when you, my grandparents got rid of the dairy part of their operation it was one of like they were very happy to do it because they were getting older yeah but it was also just one of those things like well what do you do yeah if you're working on dairy operation of any kind i fucking hats off to you because that shit is hard it's it it's your whole life yeah it's your whole if you milk life. over like 50 head of cattle you're milking for like three to four hours at a time yep 4 a.m. You're milk until 7 a.m. Yep. And then at 4 p.m. You're milk until 7 p.m. Like, yeah. It takes a lot. Yeah. It's a very taxing job. And, and it's like, insane. My grandparents some of the toughest SOBs I've ever met in my life. Like, we always joke that my family doesn't know how to show emotion. They don't have any emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's generational. And my grandparents don't show a lot of emotions. But I've never seen anybody more emotionally invested in the well-being of cattle. Mm-hmm. Like not even to make a profit just the fact that the cows aren't doing well and these are old people yeah these are old old set in their ways old american people still getting sappy and teary-eyed because cows aren't doing well yeah so like i just wish people could like get past what PETA and the internet feeds them mm-hmm. from that aspect oh, and yeah. be like Go talk to a farmer. Yeah. That's why I love my content because I can get people interested with how friendly my cows are. But then I'm like, I am an extreme and I will always admit that. But a lot of people I know that have a feedlot or have like dairy operations also love their cows like I do. Yeah. Maybe not to the extent because I'm a little bit crazy, but they do love them and they take care of them and they want the best for them. They don't want them to be sick. They don't want them to be lame. They don't want them to be unhappy my challenge for you this week everybody <laughs> is to go go talk to a retired farmer yeah retired farmer specifically because any old man in his 80s to 90s that retired from farming is going to tell you it's the best time of his life yeah if they're even retired i know some people that farm literally up until the day you bury them yeah it's crazy my great uncle joe god rest his fucking soul 
blind as a motherfucking bat. <laughs> my uncle and my dad would give him shit to do because he used to be very involved. It wasn't cattle or anything. It was strictly like grain operation. Yeah. But like he just loved it. So he always wanted to do it. And like like I said, blind as a fucking bat. They would give him small jobs to do. And you could every time he finished a job, you could tell it was the right time for him not to be doing that job anymore. Kidney dialysis didn't fucking matter. I got shit to do. Yeah. Loved it. It's just, fucking loved it. It's just chaotic. It's so frustrating to see those kind of comments because it's just, you look at it and you're just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. The, this is only on my mind because Noah just made that God Made a Farmer video for National Ag Day. I was in it. I know. I commented on it. I said, who's that ugly bitch? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I told him it was a really nice video because it was really, it was a really nice video. It is a very powerful video. It is a very powerful. It made me f- kind of fucking emo. It did. It me too. But that original video, I forget who's that. I don't poem know. Written by. I fucking remember the poem. He posted it on his Facebook and I can't remember, but it's written. Yeah, the poem is written by somebody. So the original video that at least the original video I saw came out when I was in ag they played it at national convention yeah and it's like a 20 minute long video and it's broken down and they talk to people who have retired from the industry they're telling the story of the poem yeah but they're also like it's like little breaks of them telling about themselves and it's really fucking powerful thing to watch and to see somebody whose body has been through so because farmers like in general put their bodies through hell I'm a brick shit house because of farming. Well, like there's there was a video on TikTok and it was like um, these women working in a small town ER and how they know it was serious is there was a 67 year old farmer in the ER. Yeah, like he came to the ER. Yeah, he, it, it, was, it was that serious. Every time I get a massage, my m- massage therapist is like, "Girl, what is your back?" And I'm like, "It's called cows." <laughs> but like they were joking because that's how they knew it. Like he must be almost dead yeah. for him to come to the ER and take care of himself other than taking care of the shit at home. Yeah, and um. I don't remember what I was fucking saying. You were talking about the video. You said how their bodies physically change, but just yeah. talking about how. And they like, they break themselves. And still all they want to talk about. I don't realize how farming. much I hurt myself in the moment. Like when we brought Titan into the barn, um, I had my body in such a weird way. And I'm just like holding, I'm the only thing that's keeping this 85 pound calf from getting out of the bucket. And he wouldn't really hurt himself because my dad was only going like a mile an hour. Yeah. But then the next day, how sore my body, because you just don't think about it in no. the moment. Because in, in that moment, all that matters job to do. is getting him in the barn. Taking care of your animals. That's all that fucking matters. The amount of calves that I've lifted and been like, how the fuck did I carry that calf? Because they're heavy. Like they're not light. I'm just saying, if you're 90 years old, and you can sit there and smile telling a story about when you almost died doing a job like that that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. and it's just it like i said like at the end of the day it's just how are you gonna shit because like that's the thing is like something that i really got passionate about was um somebody commented on my so god made a farmer video or they dm something i can't remember if it was a comment or dm regardless i deleted it but they were just going off the premise of like how the meat like oh because it was the post that i made on national ag day with the cow with 
Titan nursing off of Phoebe. And they just commented something along, along the lines of like the beef industry being terrible for the environment and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's really funny and what all of you would lose your shit is if you, how you, if you found out how avocados are harvested, right? Cause they're paying minorities shit money without any benefits, overworking them and underpaying them in terrible conditions. So you can have your avocado toast. But what was yes. a big thing? What was it last year? The avocados from Mexico thing? Yeah. It was a big ordeal. from Mexico. Yeah, it was a big ordeal. Yeah. But like anything, because there's so many studies that have been done to show that veganism does nothing for the carbon footprint no. because then it's just over-consuming something else. Yeah. Like you think that you think that harvesting oats for all of your oat milk isn't bad for the environment? If we have to do it the same capacity as regular dairy milk? No, it'll be just as bad. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's so funny to me when people are just like, well, meat is just such a bad thing. To-. And it's like, because I was talking about like God made a farmer thing, like just celebrating ag. And they're like, basically being like, well, I'm vegetarian, doesn't matter. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think gets your vegetables for you? Because unless you're only eating 100% everything, there's people who don't understand that Cheez-Its come from a farmer originally. Yeah. At some point, your fucking Cheez-Its had to come from a farmer. There's not a Cheez-It plant. Right. They don't just... 3D print them. Oh my god, it's so exhausting. We're not 3D printing tofu, people. There are things in tofu. Plastic? Yeah, that everything's wrapped in. Animal byproduct. Yep. People are so fucking dense. You are never 100% vegan. I'm sorry, you're not. And that's fine. Like, if you genuinely want to be, like, some people's bodies, like, do better when they don't eat meat. That's totally fine. Totally fucking fine. But do not get on this high horse of you are better than somebody else because your carbon footprint's so smaller because it's not. No. Unlike I said, unless you are harvesting, you're just not counting it to the same. You don't. You don't think it's the same degree. You know, like it's just. And there's been science done to show that beef, the methane that's produced, isn't even a problem, which is something I've always been a big advocate for because the cycle of carbon. There's everything that's naturally made. So like cattle being a natural carbon species it gets absorbed by other things being trees and stuff people never believe that well they've actually had research proven that that is the wasn't it like seven or eight years ago they wanted to like start tenting big farms that we were going to get charged per cow yeah it didn't pass but that was the thing they were going to do yeah so fucking wild to me but i also saw a person that said that that's how they believe dinosaurs died that was their backing yeah that was their backing it's okay i know christians who don't believe in the dinosaurs because it wasn't in the fucking bible Anyway, <laughs> any hoosies, if you believe that you're fucking, it's stupid. I'm sorry. It's so crazy. But you can, I shouldn't say that. There are people, stupid people make the world go around. <laughs> Gravity is not a force of the earth. It's it's a force it's of the idiots. stupid people. It's the idiots. Yeah, it's, like a, it's exhausting. And I've, like I said, I'm not even a farmer who gets a lot of flack because I don't actually produce. But it's still infuriating for me because so many people try to say I'm It's hard to watch it happen to other people, It's though. hard to watch it for an industry that I love. Yeah. And it's hard to deal with it because then people try to make me a hypocrite because they're like, well, you're saving it. I'm like, I've never saved. When, t- tell me one time that I ta- said I saved any of these cows. Right. That's why I call it a pet farm because it's not a sanctuary. The only one that I could think that you could say you did save was Iris, but you didn't really save her. You just took her in. Like from the get go, I've always said that Blaine and Cody. They did the right thing. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. They needed help. Yeah. 
and like they would have figured it out because I was I was helping them but like they would have figured it out because Cody grew up with cattle like yeah. they would have figured it out but Blaine was like nine months pregnant right and I was like you don't need to do, be dealing with this no. and then it worked out perfect because then Blue got to be her mom which worked yeah. out for both of them way more because yeah. then she got to have a cow mom and Blue got to have a baby and that milk didn't go to waste but like it is just absolutely fucking bonkers people take things at face value yes and that's where it goes back to like if you only if you are just that like because that's my thing is like i will sometimes see a tiktok video where i want to go learn more about somebody or I'll yeah go, but like i hardly ever comment ask a question educate yourself because so, i'll go i'll go look at their profile or i'll yeah. go google something that's like, what i'm saying yeah. because or if it's something i don't care enough about i'll scroll on because i don't need to know so that's what i'm getting at and like obviously the people who probably listen to our podcast are not the problem people but like no. if unless you, they don't believe in dinosaurs <laughs> that's a problem if you only want to take something for face value that's fine but then don't be upset you don't get to ask right. questions essentially and then vice versa if you do want to go like if you do have questions educate yourself first because people with pop like the amount of people who think that i can just answer every single comment right. is insane but like educate yourself but like again don't talk to PETA who have never raised animals in that sense. Go talk to people who actually raise animals. Because that's what I hate is when I get invalidated. Because people be like, well, I worked on a farm too. And it's like, you worked on one farm and had a bad experience. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not invalidating That was probably that. more management issue. Yeah. Than the farm itself. Yeah. Like, that isn't the farm as a whole. That's not farmers as a whole. I've had one bad experience at a fucking Texas roadhouse. Does that mean all Texas roadhouse suck and all their waitresses fucking suck? No. No. One person might have been having a bad day. Yep. That's what happens, unfortunately. And I say this, and this might sound kind of crazy, but like when you're working with large animals that are that big and you're having a bad day, people act like they shouldn't. I've seen it happen. There's a reason that some people don't work cattle with me anymore because I've seen it happen. There's one guy who you know, I think I told you who, he clipped my heifer one time, punched her in the face, never let that man touch my cows ever again. Because yeah, there's some people that have had bad days and mm -hmm. they, when you're working with big animals, they just get so fucking frustrated that they do, they act out. It's not right. I'm telling you right now, it's not right. That's why no. he's never done that again. But like, so I'm not invalidating that those moments happen. But you can't say all farmers are shit or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because it's so funny because you're shitting on the people who literally are keeping you alive. Because you're- From a scientific perspective, from a scientific perspective, you can't count anything as fact until you've studied it. Mm -hmm. And by going to one farm, that's not you studying it. Now, if you went to 12 farms or even like five or six farms and you had the same exact experience at every one, mm -hmm. then yeah, you can consider that a fact for yourself. Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. Like- no one gets joy out of beating like well actually I shouldn't, people do get joy out of things yeah. like that unfortunately there are yeah. some sick people, people that have mental like that. issues and stuff but like most people because like most people who are sick in the head can't hold down a good job usually but yeah. like people are not just like i can't wait to go to work and just abuse the shit out of some cows today right. or abuse the shit out of some chickens today like that's not what's happening. There is so much man management regulations, walkthroughs, undercover. Like there's, I can promise you that factory farms are not your fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Your problem is, as Kim Kardashian said, no one wants to fucking work. So get your ass up and work. Nobody wants to run an out. Why do you think not everybody has animals? Because it's fucking hard and expensive. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yep. So don't shit on the people who are feeding you. Nope. You can stop eating. Do us all a favor. <laughs> damn 
said what I said. I said what I said. This is a very weird... I love it, though, because, like, honestly, it does feel good to be able to get some of that stuff out sometimes because, like, obviously, I'm not going to do it on TikTok because, like, I don't have the time, I I guess you could say, because, like, you have the 10-minute feature now. Who's watching 10-minute TikToks regularly? No one. And no one wants to hear that. No No no. one wants to hear... They want their information quickly. Yeah, and they don't want to hear from the farmer. Nope. They would rather hear from the fucking PETA people. For some godforsaken reason. Because they're a funded business. Yeah, and their CEO makes billions. Meanwhile, all of my money goes to my cows. Correct. I literally ran a sale, so I had enough money to make sure I could feed my cows. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pat on the back. Like, that's not anything like that. But, like, that's the difference. It's a big difference. Like, the CEO... It's not even just PETA. You can look at that ASPCA. from anything. Fucking... Joel Osteen. Oh my God. There's a problem there. We can't people. even get into the mechanism. I know, but I'm today. just saying it's the same. It's the same thing. Same thing, different shapes. Yep. Yeah, because like there was. When the, the person in charge, I'm going to say preaching, but not because we're talking about Joel Osteen. When the person in charge is preaching something about humanitarianism or animal activism or making the world a better place and they're fucking rolling in billions of dollars, there's a problem. There's a fucking problem. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I had a church that could hold as much as a stadium and there was that much of a homeless problem, I'd be opening my doors. I wouldn't be shutting them because... Oh, you mean like when there's a hurricane, Mm -hmm. you would let them stay in there for a shelter? Yeah. Oh. That sounds like the Christian thing to do. Yeah. That sounds like something Jesus would have done. (laughs) That sounds like something Jesus... I mean, yeah. He like, I mean, we fucking split the Red Sea so that people could walk took, through without getting wet. He took a fish and a loaf of bread and was able to feed hundreds. Correct. Water and wine so we could have a good time. Like, you'd think that if you just were preaching the good book, you'd open your fucking doors to your nice mega church so that people weren't dying and starving and freezing. And that's on people God-shaming. But that's another episode. Jesus Christ. We're just going to start on, like, we're just going to need, we're going to need your blood your blood pressure medication honestly yeah <laughs> before our next episodes just random hot takes with Liz i just Andrew. don't like people who preach about being a good person or like talk about being a good person how i can make the world a better place and you're also like only traveling via private jet and armed guard or i love everybody but i am gonna make a racist joke or i am going fucking to- papa john papa john said the n-word <laughs> Or, because um, I'm on the board for Pride, obviously, and we've yes. been, like, reaching out to donors in this area, which has been super fun. Um, and mm-hmm. literally somebody, one of the, like, I don't know why we, uh, first of all, when they were like, we're, we've reached out to churches, I was like, why did we do that? Um, there is one church. I think we did. There um, are a few. They're woke. Are, yeah. There are a few churches that have actually agreed to come out. but one They church, love people. But one church was literally like, we love everyone, but we don't support gay marriage. And I'm like, so then you don't love everyone. Right. You have spe- you have specifics, which is not what Jesus would have. No. Because guess what? At the end, because that's my thing. I don't know where I stand religiously and spiritually. Same. Like, I know that there's something. Um, but I'm just like, I, I just am trying really hard to be a good person. Um, because I'm sorry, I'm not going to believe uh, that a man or anyone who could murder, rape, and everything could just, right before they take their last breath, be like, you know what? I believe in you, Jesus. And then he gets to go to the same place that I... If I get to heaven and Jeff Dahmer's up there... Because he, you know... <laughs> I just have some questions. Yeah. 
Like that just doesn't seem. I just have some questions. That just doesn't seem. That seems very silly, goofy to just. No, be like, I don't know where I stand religiously either. I definitely do believe in God, and it was controversial for some people to like believe in God. And I did definitely like. I've gone through several like phases because when I was younger, I feel like I, I truly only believed in God because my my family and the people around me scared me into it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to go to hell. Hell was this like horrible place we heard about? Yeah, I have always been a spiritual person because my parents did not force religion mm-hmm. which was really dope but i sought it out i liked going to the one church my grandma went to my yeah. uh, i have some family members who go to churches that i don't agree with um the, the one family was pretty fine um i didn't realize it till i was older i they they were definitely like one of those churches that were like mm-hmm. we love everybody but like if you're gay go away kind of thing and i realized that as i was older but as i was younger we'll pray it out of you yeah but like honestly like being a part of like their church wasn't bad my other cousins on the other hand they were like you got to stop watching wizards of waverly place if you want to go to heaven and i was like 10 years old like mind fucked but like it really but i knew i always liked something and now i feel like i've definitely become more of like a witchy spiritual bitch and i really like that more of just Mm -hmm. like this universe aspect i feel like that just kind of like it makes more sense to me because for me there's just too many rules with god that don't make sense and that's i think a lot of it because of the interpretations i think like i said i've gone through like this constant change like when i was younger like everything i was like oh my god like, i don't want to you know what i mean like i don't want to go to hell i have to like and then like i went through a phase where i was like i don't know if i believe in god like i i don't know if like my parents weren't like you have to be in church every sunday yeah like we didn't go to church a lot of sundays but it was one of those things that like comments were made and things like that and my dad's parents especially super religious my mom's parents didn't get super religious up until like the last 10 years or so um to the point where they would drive past our house and see we weren't at church and call us and ask us why we weren't at church but i think now i'm at a point in my life and i'm seeing it a lot more and i'm really thankful for it because it makes me feel a lot more at ease especially in the last couple weeks is seeing people be able to like believe in something and worship something under their own interpretation oh yeah so like for me god's not gonna like damn people who are gay because they're gay because from my interpretation of the bible because i have read it a couple times much to people's disbelief you read yeah well that too (laughs) um i uh we're supposed to love everybody and if that if for whatever reason that is a problem it's not my fucking problem and i don't think if something's an issue it's not my fucking issue yeah my biggest takeaways from the good book i have not read the whole thing i have just been to church multiple times and read some specific passages and the three ones that stick out are you know love everybody yeah love everyone take care of everyone be the best person you can be that's what i interpret from that the second one that always stood out to me, I do not know the exact wording, and I do not know the exact story, 100%. So this is going to be Church with Lacey, where I dumb it down and I probably cuss. But Oh my god, we should definitely do that. Yeah. Real church. Real church here. Um, basically, this woman thought her husband was dead. He wasn't. She ended up, like, getting with another mm-hmm. guy. So they were going to, like, they wanted to stone her to death for being an adulterer. And so Jesus comes up, and they're like, this motherfucker preaches the good book. He's going to want to throw the first stone. So they hand the stone to him, and he's like... If you are perfect and have never once sinned, you may throw a stone. But if you've also sinned, put your fucking stones down. And everyone had to put their stone down. 
And so that's like a big one for me that always stands with it is like, unless you are fucking picture perfect, don't judge people. Yeah. And also just don't judge people in general. Yeah. And then the last thing for me is, um, oh shit, what was the last one I'm thinking of? I think it's, um, I can't remember, but basically that's kind of like where my, like, those are like the three, like, that I want to believe in. Because like, like I said, if the, if the Christians who literally will just judge the fuck out of people and be so horrible are allowed to go, I don't want to be there if that's where they are. I'm good. That's why I've taken a big interest in like the personal, not personal church, but it is kind of what it is. Like if we can have I, how many like fundamental not fun i don't want to say fundamental because then people think fundamentalist but like how many core church categories are there you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's tons of different types of religion yeah if we don't know which one's the quote-unquote right one mm-hmm. and which one's the correct one then why is it a problem if i interpret all these things that the bible says and all these things that you know mm-hmm preachers are preaching and i interpret it in a way that makes sense for me and if it makes sense for me that the god that i believe in is okay with gay people because they're still god's children then why is that a problem that's my big issue and that's what i fight my family on the most Mm -hmm. i remember when my sister wanted to move in with her boyfriend i thought i was gonna have to fist fight my 74 year old grandmother Mm -hmm. i was ready to do it too Mm-hmm. I love that moment, but I was ready to lay her out. Well, that was like the one time that I thought I was going to have to my, have my dad fly to Texas to bail me out of jail was because my we flew to hang out with my family down there, and my aunt had recently found God, which is totally fine, like not making fun at all, but going back to the casting the stones only if you are, mm-hmm. you know, have never sinned a day in your life. Um, my sister was like, in her late 20s and her fiance at the time was in his like early 30s i believe and they were talking about sleeping in the same room and my aunt was like you're not married and sam's like yeah but like we're engaged and we live together so i figured we'd stay in the same room and my aunt tried to like basically slut shame my sister and so i said um excuse me you had a kid out of wedlock that my uncle had to adopt and you were three months pregnant walking down the fucking aisle And she looked at me and my uncle literally almost wrecked because I was done. Because that's shit you're not going to fucking do. Because you can be holier than thou now, but don't act like that shit didn't happen. You haven't done it before. And like, don't slut shame my sister. Because then she said some shit about Teresa and that's when I really got hog wild. Because like, my mom is not perfect. No one is. But she's my mom. Well, there are people that even come into the shop. Like, Halloween's a big deal in the shop. All the girls in the shop love Halloween. We take Halloween to the next fucking... Well, I take Halloween yeah, to the next fucking say, you level. take Halloween. Halloween is my shit at yeah. the shop. And there are people come in and they'll leave us little pamphlets. Oh, Jesus Christ. About God. Only during Halloween, though. Or they'll look... My favorite. My favorite. I have a coworker. Her name is Lou. Covered in tattoos, piercings, colorful hair, just like I am. Excuse me. She looks like what they teach you to walk on the opposite sidewalk of. But she's so nice. She's so nice. And she's so quiet, too. But I love it because our salon is close to the center of town. So every once in a while on a Saturday, the what I like to call hellfire Christians. Oh, my God. I hate them. Come and street preach with their bullhorns. Yeah. 
And one time specifically, a couple years ago, they haven't done it since COVID because, you know, all the old people were scared of the bed. Yeah. Um, they would sit on a bench that was around the corner opposite of where they were street preaching just so that they could stop you when you were walking to your car. What's another thing? If you're bombarding people or shoving it down somebody's throat, no one's going to believe what you're saying. Lead by example, not by force. Yep. So, and that's no matter what you do, honestly. Yeah. And... Lou grew up in the South, like deep South, in the Bible Belt, the heart of the Bible Belt. She went to a private Christian school. She wore long skirts. She drove the fucking van, the the church bus to pick people up, okay? That girl could probably read you the Bible inside and out, but because it was forced to her so hard, she has her own issues with it. Yeah. Because she didn't get a chance to explore it on her own. I truly do believe it's not me like, oh, it's your Christian thing. You can't force it down somebody's throat. No. But my favorite is when people do that because it always happens to her. It always happens to her. It's profiling. People look at her and they're like, she doesn't know about God. I got to tell her. When we used to work, we used to work at Smart Style together, which is a salon inside Walmart. And people would come into the shop that weren't even there to get a haircut just to talk to her about god and if there's one person that can tell you anything and everything that you need to know about the bible it's fucking her yeah she just doesn't look the way that they think she should look yeah her body doesn't look like a temple bitch my temple bitch i'm gonna decorate it well and it's also you can get into specifics because then um you're not treating your temple well if you're eating fast foods or greasy foods so that's probably under the same category it's one of my favorite arguments to have with people but i hate i hate i hate i hate because there is one lady in particular who I love and adore and she's very set in her beliefs and her views and she's a super religious woman. Everything connects back to God. She never once has made anybody feel inadequate because they don't believe that way. Mm-hmm. She will tell you about her experiences in a way that makes it sound great because it is great. She does have good experiences with God and all of her thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she and I, she, Lou and I, all three of us are on very different sides and places on the spectrum of religious belief had a conversation it was a nice conversation because she was like i'm so sorry that that happened to you as a person who believes that i should just show you what life could be like not force you into being like this that that happened to you yeah and that you didn't get the opportunity to do things that you wanted to do and interpret it how you needed to interpret it yeah because that's the thing if god's always there for you like why can't it not be interpreted in the way you need it to be interpreted absolutely absolutely but if i can sit down with one of the most christian women in the town and have a conversation about it and her not make me feel inadequate or stupid or like i'm going to hell then all the christians could do it yeah i think i just had this weird epiphany and it's kind of crazy epiphany i had another epiphany um I lost my grandma when I was uh, in 2018, and that was really fucking hard for me because my grandma was my best friend. But I think that I lost her at the time I did because, unfortunately, if she was still alive now, we would have very different views. And I think it would really just have put such a strain on our relationship. So I'm actually, like, she went at the right... I know that sounds really weird, but I think about that now. And, like, I was just thinking about it here, like, while we were talking about the Mm -hmm. things. I'm a very different person than I was in 2018. Oh, for sure. I'm so fucking different. And I'm happy because I think I've changed for the better. Yeah. But my grandma and I would have a lot... Because my my sister and my grandma didn't have a great relationship. 
but I was besties with my grandma yeah. and I love her so much. And I still love her even though like, I feel like she's probably proud of me. I know she's proud of me, but she's probably like, I don't know about those, all those views, but it's okay because you know, we don't have to, there's no arguing. Yeah. I, we got to have such a lovely and amazing relationship up until that point. So it's so weird because like just now I got the closure of like, wow, that's actually, that was actually probably kind of for the better. Cause my mom has always said that it was honestly good for them. My grandma and grandpa both to go before COVID because it would have just been very yeah. chaotic for them. It would have been a very hard thing with their health issues and everything. Yeah. Um, but thinking about that, I was just like, wow, like right now while you were talking about the lady and having those conversations stuff, I'm like, I don't think me and my grandma would have good conversations yeah. with everything that I've really my great grandma used to walk around the store and ask people who they were voting for. <laughs> they said, Obama. <laughs> I'll pray for you. <laughs> Not because, well, it might have been a race thing. I don't know. She was, God rest her soul. Yeah. The first person to call me fat. Yeah. She, she, yeah, because like my, it's, it was different. It was just different for them. Yeah. I mean, my grandma, she wasn't very judgy, like when it came to, anything really like she really wasn't she was more democratic but like she was very religious and yeah. i'm not um but like i think but like she did use she used to mention that she was she didn't dislike interracial relationships because of black people she was always just afraid of how the child would grow up because when she was growing up mixed children did get a lot of hate yeah. they did receive and i was like grandma it's not the same anymore because she would always like be like i don't care if you bring home a black boy she's like i'm just afraid for your kid's sake yeah and i was like I think you are a little concerned, but we'll, we'll, we'll pocket that for a later date. But like my kid's not going to get made fun of if they were happened to be a mixed race. No. It's not the same as it Especially was. Especially not now. No, I really don't think it is. Honestly though, like 20 years ago, still probably got a good bit of hate. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like we have done like, that's it's also geographical. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate to make that be a reason yeah. but like it is geographical when i was getting licensed to be a foster parent they're like are you sure you'd be okay with taking a black child why the fuck not yeah because it's a predominantly white area yeah that's why yeah and that's what they told me it's a predominantly white area people are gonna look at you differently i don't give a fuck how people look at me i got fucking i had lime green hair when i was getting licensed as yeah. a foster parent i literally don't give a shit what people think of me anymore and it's the best no. thing ever I love being feral. It's a very, it's very much like a, uh, a fucking power move to not give a fuck anymore. No, it really is. It truly is because like I used to be concerned about certain things, you know. That's taking responsibility for your own happiness. Yeah, but like I, I am. I'm just such a happy person that I literally do not fucking care what people think of me. I just, I be vibing. Julie just was like, she just tells me, and like I just do things for experience. It was just that made me think of it because we're going to a concert that like. I've listened to some of the songs by the person, but I really don't know them that well. And yeah. um, their new album that the tour is for, I haven't listened to a I have single no idea. song on it. My and husband wanted like, to go for his birthday. I was like, Lacey, you want to go? She's like, yeah. I'll go. I'm, I'm there for vibes. vibes we literally only. were like, that's what we said yesterday. I was like, we're just going to be there vibing. Yeah. Because like, I don't dislike his music. I've listened to It's Cal Scrooby. Um, he's from yeah. Ohio, which is dope. And I don't, like Cincinnati I said. Cincinnati boy. I, I, I've listened to several of his songs like in the past. We definitely went through a Cal Scrooby We phase. did. We did. But we've been out of it. Um, so we stopped partying. <laughs> yeah. That's why. So now. We listen to podcasts now not yeah music. now i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be there vibing yeah i'm just gonna be vibing i'm gonna be straight vibing i was like i might be overstimulated but i'll be vibing yeah because i don't mind like i actually prefer concerts <clears throat> 
sometimes where I don't like the artist because then I just can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Because, like, if it's an artist you really love, I feel like you're just trying to, like, figure out, like, Take it all in. Take it all in and, like, get videos and pictures, but also watch it in real life, blah, blah, blah. But, like, and also, me and Julia are much more comedy show girlies now, too. Yeah. I don't know. I still Concerts like have become my mom and I's thing. Yeah. I like comedy shows, though, because they're on a smaller scale. Yes. I also just like the... I like I have like really realized that a lot of my anxiety has just been the fact that I didn't know I had a like a sensory disorder. Yeah. Like I'm about to start being the person that wears like headphones and like or like earplugs. Not because I don't want to hear all of it. I just don't want to hear as much. Yeah. Because it's too loud. It makes it hard to think. Yeah. I went to Caleb and I went to Cody Johnson last Friday. Yes. Which oh, good concert. Yes, I love Kojo. Yes. Um. I, I used to be that person that would record the entire fucking concert. Mm-hmm. And if you go back on my camera roll, even like six years ago, I went to Buckeye Country Superfest. I saw Jason Aldean and a bunch of other people. I literally recorded the whole fucking show, Lacey. Yeah. Like the whole fucking show is on my camera roll. Yeah. And so I've come to the this place now because mom and I go to a lot of concerts. We do. Yeah. Like, like, I probably go to like six, at least six concerts a year. Yeah. And I'll record my favorite song if they're playing my favorite song i'll record up until the yep. first verse and i'm done yep i want to enjoy the last and two. see for me my problem is now i have gotten more bougie because like now i understand why those little suites are more expensive because it's not loud yeah and i've never done a suite but like i julie has experienced this now i do buy better tickets i don't go yeah. to as many shows now but i do buy better tickets now i'm more yeah. selective and I like I said I've still never done a suite but I would like that that would be how I would enjoy a show the most honestly because like I just not even because I have it like that or I'm bougie I just I get a little too you don't have to be bothered by other people either that's so nice because like I hate being a pain to people you know a box seat has its own bathroom what correct bitch we bought a box correct (laughs) we bought a motherfucking box well we were at the Cody Johnson concert and I'll talk about it on next week's episode because we're already like at one thirty or something. Yeah, we got the trifecta of people you don't want to sit around. Yeah, you did. And that was the first time Caleb had ever been to a concert where you actually had tickets, because like Wheeler Walker Jr. General admission. Yeah. Easy general admission. Yeah, we've been Kyle to a Scooby, lot of general admission. We've been to a lot of general admission stuff. I hate general admission. Me too. I want to have a place to sit down. Yes. And rest my feet. Agreed. I want to have a place to call my home. But a seat that isn't going to call me fat. Oh my god, fucking Wright State Nutter Center. Do fucking better. <laughs> because people that I knew were texting my mom to ask if I was squished because they were also squished on the other side of the stadium. Yeah. The little rivets on the sides of your jeans, Caleb fucking ripped one off and bent the fuck out of the other one. It was like there was a there was a very petite lady in front of me uh-huh. who was having problem fitting in the seats. Yeah. They're not made for anyone. Because, like, I've fluctuated with weight. And even at my smallest, I've still been like, god damn. If you had any kind of hip, yeah, you were done. Yeah. The only people I saw sitting comfortably were the four 16-year-olds behind me who weren't fully developed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. My dad, I literally bought us tickets for this, uh, for a tractor pool this weekend. And he literally was like, will you buy three for us two so that we can have either, we can put a seat in between us and the people beside me. Or we can put, because I always make him sit by people and I get the well, yeah. seat. Um, or he's like, or we can put it in between us and have more, because me and my dad, we sit together fine. Like we're fine together, but sometimes it's nice to have that space between people. Not because we don't like people. Last time we went to see Bert. Yes. In the same place we're going to see Bert again next week. (laughs) Which by the way, after we went to see Bert, 
I went to a concert there like a couple weeks later, and the seats at the bottom were just as bad as the seats at the top. That's fine. But we literally, we literally, it was so funny because we were just like hunkered down. Yeah. Because what do you do? Yeah. And like, because that's my thing is like, my dad is a people fucking person. If he, your dad will talk to a brick wall. We're the same happily. Like, if we can make friends, we're gonna fucking make friends. No questions about it. So it's not that we don't want to be near people. It's just it's nice because like. If you're two grown men, because like my dad isn't, I'm like my dad's like a pretty average build, but like you don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with a random person. No. So it's just nice to have that little like buffer yeah. room, little window. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna end up. That's what I did because he was like, if you can get three seats, get three seats. So I did because it is nice. I always get the aisle seat because I pee a lot, um, and I hate to inconvenience people. So. I like the aisle seat because I like to put my leg out. I like because cool. the seats are not meant for anybody of any kind of height yeah see i am fine i like an aisle seat because i don't have to re- i i hate inconveniencing people i'd rather piss down my leg than make people move yeah. so i if i have like when i buy tickets that's why for bert i bought an aisle seat because then if i do have to make anybody you'd move it's you because i'll give you the aisle seat because you're tall so i'm not gonna i just like to be able to put my leg because like right state sitting down i until like two days later had an indent on my shin yeah because even if i only weighed a buck 25 i'm still six foot tall yeah and those seats are made for somebody of like your height yeah to fit like sit comfortably yeah and your legs still would have touched Lacey. like i mean yeah smush like sardines yeah that is the one benefit of being my size is i fit most places well yeah it is nice well i've talked about it before i have a very sore spot in my my soul because i never got to play hide and seek properly and now i I just never get to enjoy anything properly but that's i bought the aisle seats because i wanted aisle seats i look for aisle seats i won't buy stuff if it's not an aisle seat. yeah but i literally i know that i'll give you the aisle seat because an aisle seat or a front row yeah because like I a don't, front row yeah. of the section. Yeah, because I don't care to, like, I don't have to inconvenience you because I can just put my ass in your face. I don't care yeah. if I need to go pee or something. But, like, I don't want to inconvenience other people. But, like, yeah. I don't care when people get up. If people need to go pee or something, I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. As go long on. as it's not fucking excessive. Yeah. Like, I have had people with, like, uh, several trips. Because, like, especially, like, the tractor pools that we go to, people drink a lot. And, like, we've had some drunk people that I didn't love having around us. Yeah. And that's why it's also nice to have an aisle because then you can kind of, like, separate yeah. yourself. But I'm excited, though, because I do, like, me and my dad are becoming very tractor pool buddies, which is nice. He's finally accepting that I can be the son that he wants (laughs) and needs. That's the fucking tea. (laughs) Um, Quick updates before we leave. Lacey got a new haircut. I did. I'm a shaggy little Colorful undershave. Yeah. You can check it out on uh, Julie's Instagrams. Yes. Yeah. Julie gave me a very... It only took, like, three years, but Julie finally gave me bangs. I need to make sure you were dedicated to yeah. the cause. I will talk to you in six weeks to see yeah. if you're still about it. We'll see. I definitely am probably going to need regular trims because I have a sensory disorder. Yes. But luckily, my best friend is my hairdresser. Correct. So I can just come in and be like, For now. trim me, mommy. <laughs> don't do not do that. <laughs> I'll bring do a that. drink. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring you caffeine. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> but yeah, Lacey got a new deal. Yeah. I still only have five babies, uh, calving-wise. I did get new plushies, though, so you can check those out on my website. Yeah. I got the Jolines, and I got Snows in stock. I started doing trivia. Julie is a trivia girly now. Me and some girls at the shop. And nowhere, I'm not going anywhere dating-wise. I feel like I should keep you guys updated now. There's yeah, nothing O'Connor crazy. and Tawny Levy's out. Um, still waiting to see what happens. 
but nothing crazy right now. I'll update you guys if I go on dates or like I'm talking to suitors that seem. Did you see that? I know we're trying to end this podcast. Did you see the, the TikTok I sent you? The girl invited yes, all of her Tinder dates over, over Tinder so she could have her own so little bachelorette. Funny. We should do that. We should one night when we have like a girls' night out, we yes. should pick a bar and we should invite like six guys to the yes. same bar. Yes. And be like, men, welcome. Let's go run a party room somewhere. <laughs> like at a Dave and Buster's. Yes. <laughs> like, you want to go to Dave and Buster's? It's just a party room. Like, you just turn around. You're probably wondering why I gathered you all here this evening. We're going to see who's the most top suitor of them all. 50 push ups right now. <laughs> Recite the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> now go steal it. You don't want Nicholas Cage. <laughs> lots of lots of issues there. Oh my god. All right. I don't know what we're gonna call this podcast. I don't either. Ranting. Um. Lacey and Julie's hot tikes. Hot tikes. <laughs> Lacey has an epiphany. Hot tikes. Lacey has multiple epiphanies. <laughs> With three e's. Epiphany. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Hasta luego. All right. Bye. Bye.